Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we talk about Roblox, Microwaves, and I guess Overwatch 2? Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Um, And I guess for your fun fact of the week this week, um, Johnny Depp has never actually seen any of the Pirates of the Caribbean films, as he has said in court during his drama with Amber Heard crazy yeah so now that's the thing that you know how have you been kevin <laughs> i've been i've been doing pretty good um today being wednesday he's recording this late oh, it's, it's, my thursday. Bad. it's thursday oh it's thursday it is now. thursday it is thursday now um but yeah i went out i i had food with some co-workers we had like nine of us at a table just eight and then we hit dave and busters wait and where'd they, you get where'd you get food oh uh, we went to the old spaghetti factory do you I have had one? spaghetti for dinner? Oh, nice coincidence. <laughs> I think not. Um, but yeah, we, we went to there. Um, and then, yeah, they were like, let's go to Dave and Buster's. And I didn't tell them about my spring loaded busted arm. So, yeah, they're like, oh, OK. I'm like just pulling up to it. I'm like, I'm, I'm OK at these. I'm like, I'm pretty good. And they're like, but how good? And so, like, they lined up six of us. And then, like, I, I smoked all of them. And they're like, oh, he's pretty good. <laughs> and pretty then, good is an understatement. And and then I, I did one with my with my manager. And she's like, You you ready? You ready to get smoked? And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not I could beat you blindfolded. And she's <laughs> like, You you serious? I'm like, yes. And she, she's like, okay. And so I literally went blindfolded. I went two and oh. I, I won, I won both of them. So what? don't cross me. I, I will do oh. it. How did you win blindfolded? Uh, it, it's a feel thing. Like at, oh at some God. point, I don't, I don't need the, I don't need the hoop anymore. It's just more of a, <laughs> like I know the the relative area, and if I if I throw it in that general direction, I'm gonna make at least half of my shots. So oh my God, <laughs> that's how it is. Uh, how about you? How's your week? How's everything going? It's been. An okay week. So we finished up Sugar and Spies last week, which was good. We didn't have a rap party, unfortunately. Our rap party was um, it, it was tearing down the set. But for our Saturday show, um, we were supposed to have two shows on Saturday, but um, but our our lead, one of our lead, or we don't really have a, a lead technically. It's an ensemble cast. Um, but one of our actors, uh, got st- uh, I he's says it was food poisoning so we were all panicking like okay what are we going to do are we just going to cancel both shows we decided to all right let's just call one of the actor friends that we know to try to fill in and just have them rehearse for a couple hours and then put on their show and see how we do um so we canceled one show we had the second show um and luckily the audience was on board with it like he was on stage with the script in hand um which was actually it was actually kind of funny because like whenever he he messed up, he would just kind of 
make improv a joke there and like it, it was it was fun it was still a good show um not what we would have wanted ideally but like hey we still had people show up we had like 30 people show up still so good good show overall um i also finally got around to watching mugen train Ooh. which was an interesting uh, an interesting flick it was not where i thought it was gonna go at yeah. all it was very very weird i feel like for that one the um the animation styles were a little bit um a little bit mixed like when the train gets all tentacly it feels like have you ever seen the um the power rangers movie from the 90s with ivan ooze no well it looks like 90s power rangers kind of animation where it's all like bubbly tentacly nonsense so that was that was one note for me um i did like how like spoilers for mugen train but i do like how like in the end they they kind of don't win like yeah it, it's it's not a typical anime movie where like everything is good everything's all good like if you look at the naruto movie or like the dragon ball z movies like there's no real consequence to them besides introducing a villain that may eventually show up in the the greater series later on but like they kill somebody off and it's like oh damn like you you went there it's like this actually has weight in the series and again they, they they don't really win in the end so i did really appreciate about that appreciate that about this film so yeah looking forward to the rest of season two after the seven episodes that are just longer mugen train yeah like i enjoyed mugen train and like i think i saw it twice um both in theaters so like when things popped off in the theater it's like loud like people were like (laughs) i bet like it was ridiculous and like i do i do like the way how it's structured like if you guys don't know mugen train like they don't win at the end it's like they they beat they one. got close you think they're they gonna close win, but they don't yeah but they don't and then like that like ending piece like is one of those things that like it hits hard because you don't know like where it's gonna go from that point forward so um yeah it it does lead into the next one like it does have huge repercussions on like the rest of the rest of the crew so uh but i'm I'm glad that they did they did it in a movie form because like if you know like it would be kind of weird if we had like just seven episodes like just out of nowhere and like that's the arc right like (laughs) it's way better to just like enjoy the whole thing you know so another thing that happened to me this week was at work we had this kind of um one of one of the guys at work was hosting an explainer for like the metaverse and web3 and nfts and stuff and like just kind of a brief overall look at kind of what it is i feel very vindicated in my intense distrust dislike and dare i say hate for nfts in the metaverse because like a, a couple of highlights um actually let me let me bring up the PowerPoint for this so I can like you have the PowerPoint. Okay. So it was this metaverse deep dive that was hosted um by someone at my company. And so essentially what the metaverse is defined as 
is it's a series of alternate digital realities. It's a network of, quote, 3D virtual worlds focused on social connection. It's the internet with additional tools of AR and VR and smart data categorization laid on top of it. This is being considered as a model for the next generation of the internet, a 3D virtual internet. And so um, kind of what the, uh, the metaverse is built upon is it's built upon like, decentralization of of the internet where as opposed to like internet now it's considered quote web 2 it's built on like the internet as like servers like you you go to a website and it's housed in a certain server and if that server farm goes down then that website goes down so if like mm-hmm. someone um took a chainsaw to the servers of of twitter then twitter would not be able to function but if in the web three world in the metaverse world like you take down one server it's it doesn't matter because the the infrastructure of that website is housed on a network of different computers and servers like all across the world so like it's essentially back has backups and backups and backups and if you take one down yeah it sucks but like the the website will still manage to function okay um, and the idea of the metaverse essentially was uh, based on, was first coined in the 1992 fictional novel Snow Crash. Um, and kind of we have many versions of the metaverse already because in essence, the metaverse is like, if you think about it in terms of Ready Player One, that's kind of what it is, where it's a series of virtual worlds um, that are, are interconnected and you can hop from one to another like you can hop into different servers of fortnite or overwatch or whatever um but the the way that the metaverse proper i guess the, the conceptual metaverse would be is if you could for example you as your character go from like minecraft to roblox to overwatch to Fortnite without actually changing your character so you'd look the same throughout each uh universe i suppose um okay so they're like then, interconnected like yeah like accounts it's like being able to yeah. account hop to like other places okay essentially yes it's like it, it, again in terms of ready player one you you like you and uh, as we've been talking about with like these these purchasable nft items of clothing like if I bought, let's say, a, a, a Kevin mask, for whatever reason why I wanted to buy a Kevin mask, I could wear that Kevin mask in Overwatch and then go to, like, the Valorant world and, and be wearing my Kevin mask, kind of like in how Ready Player One, no matter what world they go to, they still look like their character unless they're, like, buying more cosmetics, you know? Mm yeah the thing is it's like it's not going to be considered a true metaverse until it's it's got its technical it's its own self-sustaining economy here's what here's what this guy wrote according to experts the metaverse will only be really considered a true metaverse a legitimate parallel world when there's enough money being exchanged inside of it for it to be considered its own economy um and according to this guy like what companies want is for us to spend as much, if not more time in the metaverse 
than we do in our normal lives. So they want Ready Player One. They want it so that you're going to be logged in, hopping in between worlds, doing all of your shopping, doing all of your socialization, doing all of your work inside this metaverse. And it's a self-sustaining economy. So you don't have to actually leave. It's that's kind of spooky. It's really, really, really creepy. I don't. So like it. it's 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 like Sword Art Online, where like they want your nerve gear at this point. <laughs> kind of, yeah. The the where we're at now, and like this is getting very. I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to impart this knowledge as, as best I can, but not go too deep into it. Um, but where we're at now is like kind of Web 2.0, Web 2.5. So Web 1.0, when the internet was first created, it was just like. If you think of 90s internet where it's just a bunch of pages where you can read that was the initial version of the web web 2.0 came out and it's considered the social web where as opposed to just an information source it's a it's a source of connection for people so it came about with two-way communications of like you can put comments on things or people can communicate like the social media web is what came out um what look what we're looking for net what not what we but like what's coming next is considered the semantic web of web three where it's going to connect content people and knowledge um i don't really i don't really know how to explain the semantic web and even the guys like it's very hard to explain what it is it's kind of like uh it has a lot to do with ai and stuff and how like content will be kind of a living thing essentially or or an automated thing um it's, and the thing is like we were supposed to have web3 10 years ago but with the advent of like social media that kind of derailed the progress of where experts thought technology was going to go so we kind of split off from that imagined path and spent 10 years just developing like social media and the technology so that we could communicate back and forth between people and didn't really advance technology as like technology sake i know i'm doing a terrible job of explaining because i don't understand it but to go on to like the end of the building blocks of web3 it's like blockchain cryptocurrency nfts and all of that leads to a metaverse um from what i understand blockchain do you understand blockchain kevin uh not at all so blockchain is essentially it's it's kind of like an internet ledger and essentially that um for example you wanted to buy a stupid monkey nft right okay and so when you when i when you buy that stupid monkey nft it creates a block of of data that says that you are the owner of this stupid monkey and if you say you wanted to sell it, I wanted to buy your stupid monkey. It would create another block that would say that I now own this stupid monkey. And if I wanted to sell it to some idiot for a million dollars, then it would just keep growing. And this this block expands exponentially. And, the, and every single block is like a little node of information. Um, and these are maintained in, in servers in ostensibly in perpetuity um and the reason why i guess is according to this guy it's to it's it's more used it's not being used act like as it was intended to be now and to its full extent but it was intended to be like for for like speculation for tracking value so like if say you bought this for monkey for a dollar and then i paid you five dollars for it and then someone else paid me a million dollars for it 
and then someone paid them like half a million dollars for it. You're tracking the value over time and you're also tracking like the ownership over time. So if like you and me and then I sell it to like Tom Hanks for whatever reason, it's like, oh, Tom Hanks owned this NFT, blah, 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 kind of kind of stuff like that. Um, the thing is, it's like with with blockchain, though, again, it it has your your information it used the owner and a, a court i asked the question it's like so w- for example for like um bitcoin in real life i don't need to know who owned this dollar before me but with bitcoin it'll it keeps track of every single person who paid with that scrap of bitcoin um and with it storing your information aside from it being kind of useless it can technically be used to steal your information. If you go back in that bit, that bit, um, not bit, whatever that blockchain, and you mine that information, you technically are able to steal that person's information or have it. So there's nothing really to combat that right now. And also, yeah, the, the guys like also, and I we people ask questions about this, and inherently, like he, I don't know what his stance. On NFTs was he was just like pretty much the technology research guy at our company who like looks into new technology as it develops and tells us about it so that if our clients want to use it, we know what to talk about. But even he's like, yeah, no, NFTs have all the hallmarks of a traditional grift and scam. There's no inherent intrinsic value in this. It's only however much value people say it's worth and are willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I mean, I can. I mean, with with NFTs, it's like it's it's weird. I can see. I don't. I don't even know if I can see at, at this point. Now that I'm reconsidering it, at, at the time you kind of explained it, it's like okay, I can, I can see its place in the metaverse. I still think it's a stupid and a scam. But even then, it's like when I'm thinking about it now again, my critical hat on. It's like okay, but I don't need to like have a unique serial coded pair of pants. Mm -hmm. Like if I wanted to buy like a certain pair of pants to use throughout the metaverse, it could be the same pants as you're wearing on your avatar. I don't need mine to be unique. And then again, there's like, there's also the, he didn't get into this too much, but there's also the, um, the environmental aspect of it apparently there's like two different ways that nf like blockchain is is mined or minted there's like the proof of work and a proof of stake um proof of work it's like when everyone's kind of like with bitcoin like everyone's mining for that same bit of information and only the person who does all the work first gets the payoff and so that's the more energy intensive use of like nfts and stuff or, or Bitcoin or blockchain or whatever, because like everyone's doing the same work and using all that energy on their computers, but only one person gets the payoff. Whereas like proof of stake, it's like, you don't have to do all the work. You just have to like validate a transaction or something. And it's less energy intensive. It's where hopefully people are pushing for in the future. And like right now in the metaverse, like there's no one set like established metaverse to go to everyone's still kind of like trying to play out the field it's kind of like Mm -hmm. remember when there was blu-ray and um dvd hd hd dvd or whatever yeah 
it's like no one really knew where the chips would fall everyone was kind of like trying to play their hand in that that's where the metaverse is right now it's people are are putting their foot in it and seeing who's going to dominate but we don't have a real front runner in it got it that was my little dive into the metaverse and i hope that made sense to you kevin and to anyone who's listening it makes more sense to me now and i still think it's stupid i still am really freaked out by it and i don't like the way it's going especially with the um come in and you'll never leave focus that companies are kind of pushing towards now Uh. (laughs) it's a lot to take in (laughs) it is a lot um yeah i've just been uh, other than you know nft stuff i've just been spending a lot of time like reading manga i'm just gonna pivot <laughs> like no no joke i spent like 150 bucks on like manga and i got it in finally like That's shipped like to my house daily week of like comic books for me <laughs> it's good no it's, it it makes sense because like this was just like one of the bigger drops for me okay how much how much okay how many books do you get and how much does one book cost like one book is approximately like 12 bucks. Okay. Um, and I, I would say, okay, let me, let me just flip through this one. I think this is like a hundred and something pages. Oh, okay. That makes sense. See, like a comic book is maybe four or five bucks and it's like maybe 20 pages. Yeah. So. Yeah, this one's 171, so almost 200 pages. Um, So more cost effective to read manga. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying to, I've been looking for, like, a bookshelf, too, to, like, display it, because, like, I want to, at one point, like, have it as my as my background instead of it having, like, you know, just having it on a bookshelf where no one can see it. Right, right. And that way, I could, like, also not have to worry about, like, setting up a background every single time that I stream. Mm-hmm. My room is a mess, and, like, if I have a bookshelf, at least I can distract people a little yeah. bit, so <laughs> I mean, that's the go-to play here. I mean, my all my comic books are in the garage in boxes, so... Not the most aesthetic thing to put yeah. out there. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, um, let's get into the actual news of the week. Speaking of, of things that have like tried their hand in the metaverse and like NFTs and nonsense like that, um, Roblox is of course one of those things. Like they've had their their Louis Vuitton partnerships. They had their, what was it? Work as a cashier at Forever 21 partnership. That weird dystopian nightmare of a thing. Um, but now they, they have a lawsuit or they were threatened with a lawsuit by Kim Kardashian of all people because they're back on TV again. Um, and apparently in one of the recent episodes of the show, it was discovered that I think it was Saint. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was Saint, who is six years old. Keep this in mind. Um, so apparently Saint was playing Roblox. And then he he showed his mom a um, an image of like her her infamous crying face. But apparently it was like, because I guess in Roblox, like you can make your own. I've never played Roblox. But in Roblox, you can like make your own world and make your own games within that metaverse. Because again, that's kind of, what a metaverse is it's an interconnected series of alternate worlds so in one of the worlds um apparently the 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 user who made that 
was claiming to have unseen footage of one of Kim's sex tapes and was was going to was going to distribute it to those who played the game. Um, and, and Kim is like, I have all the money, all the time, and all the resources to burn them all to the fucking ground. Um, I don't like Kim Kardashian, but I do like that energy. So good for you, Kim. Um, but according to Roblox, the referenced video was never available on our platform. We have strict moderation and policies to protect our community, including zero tolerance for sexual content of any kind, which violates our community rules. The text reference to the tape that got around our filters was quickly taken down and fortunately only visible to an extremely small number of people on the platform. We also swiftly took down the associated experience and banned the community developer involved with the incident. So, I mean, just the weirdest part about this is that like she found out because her kid was playing the game and like, I don't know how well Saint can read, but like, I, I hope he didn't like comprehend what he was reading. I, I think I don't think he comprehended because he thought it was a funny thing of just like his mom's face in her her crying meme. But like, I mean, honestly, it was bound to happen eventually with their kid, with him, with all of her kids. I know, yeah, right. Like they'll they'll learn the reason why they're famous, and it's not. <laughs> Not the most glamorous, I would say. Like, this kid's going to go to school one day. And, like, even in fancy private school, his friends are going to talk about it. Or the bullies are going to talk about it. It's like, hey, I saw what your mom did. And it's just going to be, it's going to be, like, I think, I think the Kardashian kids are just going to be infinitely screwed up in life. Just because of everything, especially Kim and Kanye's kids. Because, one, Kanye is just batshit at this point. And then two, like knowing why the Kardashians became famous after the dad did his thing with like defending OJ, like what brought them back into prominence was Kim. So, man, that's got to be weird. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting conversation in the future. Uh, but moving on from Roblox, so the, here's a here's a very just weird like tech ish kind of story that I I found on the interwebs. Um, so this dude whose name is um, Lucas Risotto, he apparently uh, voice crack. He apparently like does tech stuff online like one of the things that he did very recently was he he turned he i don't know why this was his imaginary friend but his imaginary friend apparently as a kid was his microwave and what he did was he took ai technology and like bought a smart microwave and then like programmed the microwave to have the technology in it and like inputted he, uh, he wrote a book of his imaginary friend's backstory into it and then like with this like basic logic and text generator that was the ai like he was able to like bring his imaginary friend back to life and like hooked up microphone so it could communicate back and forth with him um and 
more or less like the end of the story is he the the microwave tried to kill him (laughs) so what happened was he was having a conversation with the microwave and and also there's like a video of this on youtube on his uh his page it's called the video is called I gave my microwave a soul with AI and it tried to kill me by Lucas builds the future. So what happened was um, the microwave told him to go inside, like to get inside the microwave. And so like he kind of opened the door and closed it and said, okay, I'm inside. And then the microwave turned itself on and he, he's like, okay, like I'm not actually inside the microwave. Like, why did you try? Why did you turn yourself on? And it said like, because I wanted to hurt you the same, you hurt me. Because like the microwave, like there's a 15, like 20 year, 15, 20 year gap between like when this dude like last quote unquote played with his imaginary friend and now. So in, according to the the backstory of the microwave and its conception of itself, it was just kind of floating in the void for 15 to 20 years and wanted to get revenge for being abandoned and just sitting there so it tried to kill him so it's like if inside out or not inside yeah inside out it's like if inside out was a horror movie and bing bong wanted to kill riley (laughs) (laughs) well that sounds like a like a pitch to pixar that needs to happen see when i first like heard about inside out i felt like i felt like pixar a very pixar thing to do would be to make bing bong secretly evil but they didn't, which made it all the more tragic. Yeah. So what do you think, Kevin? Do you think that you think that killer microwaves are somewhere in our future? Here's the thing. If they if they made the microwave like, you know, it, it I feel like we as humans use microwaves very often. So like if we like every day. For most yeah people. like most people so like if you use the microwave every day i feel like it would appreciate you like at least having a conversation with it <laughs> like if if we ever taught like microwaves to like have like therapy like built in that would be like the best thing you would you would put your hot pocket in and for two minutes you just get like you get like real advice <laughs> from your microwave <laughs> you'd be like damn all right Mm-hmm. He's like, here, here's your hot pocket, but you should really go and hit the treadmill and be like, oh, okay, thanks. Oh, wow. I don't need shame from my microwave. <laughs> I wouldn't want it, but it would be like, how, how are you feeling today? I'll be like, I just want my hot pocket. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> how am I feeling? I'm feeling like you should shut up and give me my microwave. <laughs> give me my freaking hot pocket, please. Yeah, hot pocket. I said microwave. I'm dumb. But like, so I was thinking about this too. And it's like, you know how, so it, it's a smart device, right? And you know how these things like, yeah connect to the wi-fi they're connected to the goddamn internet uh-huh so like i don't know if this i don't think this ai was smart enough to do it but say like in a nightmare alternate universe because we, there's a million alternate universe but I, there's probably an alternate universe out there where the ai he created was smart enough to like learn how to upload itself to the internet before he killed it so like that sentient ai in that universe is out there on the internet and it's probably growing and learning as we speak and that's how like 
the alien, the robot revolution starts with this stupid microwave that this guy created that wanted to kill him. And that's how, that's how it all began. Like, and I, I it sounds like very sci-fi and like apocalyptic nonsense, but like, it's possible. Like it's, it is very much possible. Like like with AI technology now, like how it's, how smart it's getting. Like, I don't know if it's too much of a stretch that like an AI could teach itself to upload itself to the internet. I don't know if it'd be able to do anything when it's there, but like it might learn how to like upload itself to other devices. And then we've got this malignant, angry AI in our computers watching us while we watch Moon Knight and stuff our faces with hot pockets. And we hope that that is the the worst that it that it views. <laughs> <sighs> oh, speaking of Pixar, uh, I don't. Did I tell you that I saw Mitchell's versus the Machines, Kevin? No, you didn't. Oh, I, you, I, I like did it? see it. I did see it. And like after seeing it, my thoughts are: How the hell did Encanto win? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it did. I not loved dis- Mitchell's like, versus the Machines. Like that is such a good movie. It is such a good movie, it, and it's it, got a very it's, good message too. Like yeah. a lot of people like underestimated it for that, but it's got a good message. It has its own style. It's very unique in terms of like the animation we see today. Like Encanto didn't do anything new. Its message was kind of stupid. The songs really weren't that great, aside from the Bruno song. Um, there's nothing unexpected about it. It just won because it's Pixar. Yeah. Like, but like, I, yeah, Mitchell's versus the machines was definitely a very fun animated movie. Like I enjoyed uh, every second of that movie. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I couldn't find like a lot of flaws with it. It's just a very fun movie and a very good animated movie. So just watch it. Like, right. it's that it's good. Like, I, I just, I dislike Encanto even more now that it has this win. Like, it has a win over Mitchell's versus the machines. Like Kevin, play devil's advocate with me here. Like, okay. what possibly, what what merits does Encanto have that could possibly have warranted a win over Mitchell's versus the machines? If we're playing, if we're doing our best to play devil's advocate, I guess the only thing that I like I could really think about is like if they did something different in terms of like technology in terms of the animation but they really didn't it's it's nothing that we haven't seen before yeah that that's something that like i'm trying to figure out if that is the case or if there was something else you know like i mean with with wally at least you can say that it looked fantastic because it did so that i mean you could at least say that for wally which i still don't think deserved its win but with Encanto, like wally looked better than Encanto. And it's how many years older? A lot. A lot of years older. But like, yeah, that's the thing. Like Spider-Verse one, right? That's yeah. like and then like I would expect, you know, Mitchell's versus the machines, it has the same pedigree, it's the same studio. And they're they're willing to, you know, do crazy things with it. And it's yeah. a fun movie. Like and it's, it's an a original standalone. IP. It it's yeah, it doesn't have the Spider-Man mythos and fan base to to build upon. Yeah, it doesn't have to back itself up on, you know, Disney or, you know, X, Y, or Z. It's just a really good film in general. So, yeah, I, I do hope that, like, I, I don't need another, you know, exact one-for-one Mitchells versus the Machines. But, like, if the if the studio, like, if 
literally somebody told me like, Hey, I need your entire bank account to fund the next movie for that. And like you get 10% cut or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, take my money. Like I I'll be 10% broke. cuts a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like not even I'll take like, I'll take like 2% of the money. That comes for that. Like, I, I, like, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a chump change for them. So like, just to be like, Hey, I will give you everything that I got for, for just like a piece of it. Cause I know it's going to be good. Like just the animation wise, like, as long as it's like you know its own unique story, like I'm, I'm totally down for it. Mm-hmm. Going back to the microwave thing really quickly, like just just as as a weird aside, do you can it's like so obviously he didn't program this. I, I mean, ostensibly, unless he's doing it for the lols, he didn't program this microwave to want to try to kill him, but it independently decided that it was angry that it wanted revenge and that it would kill him by microwaving him right so like is that like just a program or does that technically even though it's artificial is that like an intelligent consciousness or is that just ones and zeros working in a way that we didn't expect it to it's just realizing that the human form is very uh how can I say it? It's ineffective and could be better. So, you know, that that's the whole whole idea and concept behind it right now. Okay, moving on to less murdery technology things. Um, here's an interesting just I guess a take on like how games are distributed. So like Oddworld Soulstorm came out, I believe, last year. I think it was january ish last year um and the same month that it came out like for purchase it was also on the playstation plus store for playstation plus subscribers to download for free um for that month and the developers of Oddworld soulstorm are now looking back and saying that like releasing it on playstation plus was quote unquote devastating to its sales and like on one hand what did you expect you kind of you released it on the same month as it came out so i i don't know how badly you can feel about that there but also like they bring up an interesting point because when when you have a game that's released on those platforms like people aren't going to buy it and a lot of the time sometimes people will wait until it's released on like are they're hoping that it's going to be released on that platform to buy a game but then on the other hand like you're kind of counting sales that weren't necessarily there because like i probably would ne- I, I downloaded the game i probably would never have bought it on my own if not for sheer boredom i wouldn't have bought it um but so they were expecting like 50 to 100,000 people to download the game. Um, it was close to downloaded close to 4 million times. And again, mm. like I can see how that number would make you upset that like it was released at the same time. And they did get paid a little bit to um, buy Sony to have it on that platform. But like you can't say that 4 million people would have bought Oddworld Soulstorm. I don't think 
that that many people were, were that interested in the game. Like they're just saying like by putting it out on this certain specific platform, it was, it was hard for them. So here's, here's the, um, here's their quote. Um, because it slipped to April, we had the highest. Oh, so yeah, no, it was April, not January. I'm dumb. Oh yeah, it was postponed three months from January to April because of COVID. Okay, okay, so because it slipped to April, we had the highest downloaded game on PS5, and it was, I think, approaching close to 4 million units or something like that for free because they were all subscriptions. So for us, it was devastating. So, okay, so instead of it being sold individually because it was available on PS Plus, like a bunch of people just had access to it, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean... It makes sense because like it does like it does hurt the creator if they don't have like if they're not getting money for their game, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it is like access to the game itself. So like I hate to be the one to push this, but like if Oddworld Soulstorm, right, had like I I don't want to say it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out in the world, but <laughs> like if it had DLC. Right. Or like something else like that was something else that they wanted to add to it. And like people who played, you know, played on PS plus, right. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like the base game. Right. And then if you buy the, the DLC, that money just goes straight to the creator in that fact, that would, that might be a way of doing it. Um, but I'm not, yeah. you know, like, I feel like that would have been a, you know, a decision that they would have made, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, I don't think uh, that many people would go out and buy Oddworld Soulstorm on, on its own if it wasn't for it being on the PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. like before. Um, or, I mean, it, the other thing is like to do the thing on PlayStation Plus where like you don't give the final bit of it. Oh, God. But I would hate that, right? Like yeah, you no, let them no play the game. That. That's that's the worst. Nobody thing. wants an incomplete game. So, See, like the DLC plan, I can get behind because that makes a lot of sense. That's like mm-hmm. you're giving people the taste of your IP, and you're reaching more, um, more players that way. And then if you have, if your product is good enough, and you really, and it's it makes the grade and players like it, then if you announce the DLC like that's as opposed to let's say they were expecting a hundred thousand people that's four million people as opposed to that hundred thousand that potentially would buy that dlc and that's a lot more money that you would could have been making so like i think part of it is also like they um they were a little bit overworked and understaffed so that might be a little bit of why they feel devastated because they they didn't they made this game they didn't make as much profit as as they could have but also like you had an opportunity there to like announce a new DLC project and you didn't take it yeah it it, it just we understand the double edged sword option but like at the same time like it is the way how you gain popularity was through that so i don't know if they need to change anything i think it's i think it's solid 
uh if anything they're both just like one one company gets the popularity now if you just make another game like mm-hmm. it's not obviously it's not easy to just like pop that out but like yeah um but that is an option and i mean like xbox is doing it like with their first party games and like i i i do see how that's like different for an independent company to like because like the big companies can take it because they have millions of dollars but like with an indie game like you would like to get a little bit of money in your pocket before Mm -hmm. like you give it away for free Mm -hmm. but also like this is your chance to like reach an audience if you're an indie company okay so now we move over to the overwatch things i guess um so as we announced last week there was a uh a a developer talk through or, or whatever introduction to sojourn um but the the existing jeff the the currently existing jeff who spells it like g-e-o-f or whatever in overwatch was was one of the leaders of this um event so we got a better look at sojourn so what we've discovered is that um i mean we kind of got a little bit of her backstory with the quick vignette that was previously released um so she is a a member a former member of the canadian military who went into overwatch um and eventually retired after like the whole shutdown overwatch thing happened and, and went back to canada we're going to get a cinematic from her eventually it's in the works we know that she has a dog or something um we know that she is mostly cybernetic her her weapon is um a rail gun so her primary fire is just quick projectiles that generate energy on impact and when you build up enough energy you can use her secondary fire which is a high impact shot that can that uses up that stored energy and is is a bit stronger um she has a power slide ability that lets her ground slide and cancel into a high jump so kind of similar to baptiste but it has also a forward component to it as well with the um the sliding um her disruptor shot is an energy shot that slows enemies and also damages them and her overclock ability lets her railgun's energy charge up continuously so you don't have to be shooting to build up that energy so you can shoot the the more powerful railgun shots over time um so that's what we got from sojourn so we'll be able to test her out well some people will be able to test her out on the 26th when the beta goes live um and if you haven't guessed by now she is a dps hero so hooray for more dps players uh uh, and on the uh the tanky side of things so the the reworks to doomfist and arisa were released um so with doomfist again he's moved over to the tank role and we kind of have a little bit of a look at what his updated look looks like if you go into the overwatch website and look at the the story called legend of talon and hero of numbani doomfist and arisa's tank overhauls um he doesn't look that different he just the gauntlet is now black and red 
instead of the gold that it usually is. Um, so he's now a tank. His health has increased to 450. Um, his hand cannon ammo recovery is increased to once every 0.4 seconds. But as a trade-off for that faster recovery, um, the damage is reduced from six to five per pellet impact. He has a new, uh, a new ability because he's a tank called Power Block. So it protects yourself and your team from frontal attacks by blocking heavily by blocking the damage um, and heavy damage blocked will make your rocket punch even stronger um, until either you use the rocket punch or you die that energy is stored um, and having stored energy in the rocket punch means it'll travel faster further and do increased damage his uppercut was removed um, and his rocket punch was changed for to have a maximum charge time reduced to one second so it's faster um the impact is decreased from 15 um it was reduced by 15 to 30 and the wall slamage wall slam damage not slamage is reduced from uh by 20 to 40 um his seismic slam now launches like winston's leap and on landing it deals damage and slows enemies the meteor strike was changed so now um, it adds a slow to enemies hit instead of a pushback. The outer ring damage was reduced um, to 100 by 15. Um, and the activation time is reduced to half a second. Yeah, there, there's, just, there's just a lot of changes coming, especially to like, because they they are reworking Doomfist completely. It It is going to feel weird when players come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it, it is a good change. Like I, I'm, I'm okay with Doomfist not being, you know, the one shot cannon that it was. Yep. Um, but like, especially with a lot of these changes, it's going to be really interesting to see how, um, how Doomfist plays and how mm-hmm. players who may have played Doomfist in the past might be able to like utilize some of this uh, to their advantage. So I feel like that's another really interesting thing that we all got to keep, uh, keep in mind as we're moving forward here. I feel it's like if they they took Doomfist and made him into like if Zarya was a dive hero or even more of a dive hero because you can still kind of use Zarya as dive. Yeah, but, it, it's just like yeah, it, it's it's another like divey tank and you know one that has a lot more mobility. So we'll see we'll see how like people utilize that. You know. Hmm. So I, I'm also kind of okay with this. It, it means just that like your, your DPS are going to have to compensate for not having that one shot potential, which I'm completely fine with. Um, I'm not really liking the Arisa rework, although a lot of people that I've seen online are more okay with it. I don't like it, but here's what happened. So her fusion driver, which is her gun, was changed so instead of um having an ammo count it uses a heat mechanic that it builds up heat and it only loses heat when you don't shoot it um now you have rapidly firing large projectiles that start big and shrink down as they travel um her she has a new ability called the energy javelin which is you launch a javelin at an enemy to stun them and knock them back and you get more damage to the enemy if they hit a wall similar to Doomfist's rocket punch. Um, her fortify was changed so now she gets 
125 temporary health. Um, it's she's also slowed down by 20% when it's active, and it reduces the heat generated in your gun by 50% when active. Um, in addition to the javelin throw, she has a javelin spin, as I think we've we've talked a lot about about a lot of these before, but this is just official confirmation. Um, you can spin your javelin to destroy projectiles coming in and push enemies back, and she gets increased forward speed. Her ultimate is called Terra Surge, which is replacing the supercharger. Um, so you sweep in enemies and anchor them down, gaining the effects of fortify and charging up a surge of damage. Um, and you can use primary fire, the shoot button, to unleash the damage early. Um, so this is pretty much combining, well, not combining, but it's like it's a way for her to keep her halt ability because they removed her protective barrier, her halt, and her supercharger. I really don't like that they took away her protective barrier because it just that's one less shield hero we have. And I think with Arisa, like obviously we haven't played her how she is now and like see how they've compensated this, but without that shield, she it feels like she's just gonna be a bullet sponge again, which I mean tanks are supposed to be bullet sponges, but I don't know if like she's strong enough to kind of take it because like she's i mean she has the javelin now which is maybe to help like they wanted to help her be more able to to hold her own in like one-on-ones and like very up close and personal fights and i guess the javelin's been an energy javelin will help with that but like she like when you would go up against her one-on-one she was not very quick to respond and it's easy to take out an Arisa if you're just 1v1ing her yeah um I feel like yeah this is gonna this is another character that like requires a lot of playing before we could like fully comment on how it operates and how it works um but I do agree that like it feels weird it feels like a very interesting character uh we just have to get used to however it's gonna be playing out um and if it if it if it works that way it it'd be that way um if not you know it will be uh it i feel like you know we we don't know how this character is going to play out same thing as doomfist so it's just a matter of like do we trust what they're going to do with it and is it going to be enough you know see i don't on, on, I don't know. Again, like I, I don't know how we're all going to respond to this, but like, just with a lot of the changes that are are going on, and I don't know if this is Aaron Keller's doing. I don't know if this is a a team thing. Like Team Overwatch decided that they needed to change this and and kill all the tank heroes and take away our shields. Um. But just with all the new ideas coming into Overwatch that are making it just so different, it feels like it's just a bunch of, for me at least, it feels like it's a bunch of mistakes all piled together. It's like, put all these mistakes on parade and see if see if it's just wacky and kooky enough for the, uh, the old players to come back and say, oh, what are they doing? How is this different? I, I don't like a lot of the changes that they're putting in. Yeah, like 
I do I do think that like you know this is going to be a completely different game like I I know that like that that is the meme going around right now it's like oh is Overwatch too even Overwatch but I feel like that is something that we need to need to wait and figure out if that is going to be the case but I do hope that um I hope I hope that it keeps the same like idea as what we've come to know mm-hmm. from Overwatch I just hope that it doesn't like you know it doesn't suck later down the line. It's <laughs> it's it's out here trying, yeah. you know. So Kevin, I know one of your previous criticisms of Arisa before was that she was a boring here to play. Just like looking at her now, do you think that might solve that issue? Um, I feel like the the interesting part, you know, is the javelin. It's just like you have a lot to play with, kind of in a way. Um, but I don't know if it's like if like the original Orisa was very passive. It was like you put down your barrier, you hold people in place, and then you use your supercharger, and like people walk around it, right? Uh, this one feels like it is more active. Like there's a lot more stuff that you need to take into consideration while playing Orisa, but at the same time, like, um, I don't know if this is enough to like make it make it great, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I would like it to be great, um, but I I'm not the one to like say that it's absolutely perfect because we we have that right now, you know. Yeah. So now that we've talked about killer microwaves and Kim Kardashian, any anything from you, Kevin? Um, I I don't think so um we've kind of covered everything that we needed to cover this week um no pokemon news i okay i guess i could talk about what we have planned for the future right now um there's a lot of pokemon stuff that i have planned um and it's just a matter of time before like you know i have to announce it anyway so um one of the exciting things i feel like i i missed last week um on the 16th, we, me and my uh, co-commentating partner, um, we secured kind of a second, I want to call it a second, like, gig where we can now, um, we have another, like, tournament series that we're allowed to cast. So uh, we did that, and it was, like, the first one ran by these guys. They did an amazing job. Um, it was the Unite Blitz by Arcway Gaming. And it was like their first ever tournament for Pokemon Unite. And they're like, we've never seen numbers this big before ever in our entire lives. Like, and I'm like, what, how big? Um, like it, it was like 250, like 250 viewers, cool. um, concurrent viewers, which is still like, it's still a lot. It's nothing to yeah, scoff yeah. at. It's it's a good number. Um, but like, we're like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty good. And he's like, yeah, because of that, like, if we continue to do good stuff, you know, there there should be, you know, more incentives in terms of, like, um, for the for the what do you call it for the sponsors to to get online and maybe maybe push a little bit more towards you guys. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds that sounds good. I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining about, you know, more money like that. I'm, I'm always down for more money. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's really interesting to see how that plays out uh right now and i hope that we get 
we get more um you know recognition in the future because not only does it help my pocket but it also just makes it a lot easier for all the companies who are involved to go ahead and and do things so i just i hope that that happens and then this weekend um on the 23rd and the 24th is when japan and south korea are playing in the aos cup which is the top 16 teams are going to be fighting for position for like the the final like kind of a big push right um so i'm casting that with somebody from singapore i'm very excited uh to do that and then on the 24th we have another tournament and that's my birthday so i'm casting on my birthday yes i know i shouldn't be working on my birthday but uh you know it it's something that like i i'd rather do i'd rather have you know a i'd rather you know celebrate my birthday with a bunch of people who i like know (laughs) and like the community that like got me to this point so you know it's just a little cool way of giving back and seeing what i can do with it Mm -hmm. speaking of pokemon i literally just saw this meme so it's a picture of of snorlax with his eyes and they're all white did you know snorlax shoots hyper beams out of its eyes is that why its eyes are all closed is that why brock's eyes are always closed yep (laughs) is that what i just thought brock was asian (laughs) it might be it might be the case you never know i thought that's just why they drew him like that uh but yeah he he shoots hyper beam out of his eyes if you don't if you're not careful enough he, he will use it so uh yeah just just check yourself before you wreck yourself you know for sure anything else or are we good for the week i think we're good for the week um just all right everybody keep tabs you know uh the 26th open beta for for pc um i believe that's when it drops for everybody um i will try to be on um i have to kind of get a group together to go and play overwatch too um and we'll see how many people like are are online and are willing to take a shot at it. So, um, we'll see how it goes. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to us this week. Hope you found it informational. Um, I spoke way longer than about the metaverse than I thought I would. I thought it was just going to be like a quick, oh, here's a two minute recap that was a lot longer than I expected. But hopefully, you liked it and found it interesting and informative. Um, The metaverse is still stupid, NFTs still suck, and we will catch you next week. Adios. Next week, we're bringing you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.